0: I am Michelle Gifford.
1: Hey, I'm Sarah Allred. We are the girls behind Women with Fire, and we
0: specialize in building influencers. Welcome to the podcast. Listen as we chat with influential women who feel guided by the divine to build empires of truth at home, in business, and abroad. The goal here is
1: to empower you to grow your influence everywhere. Join the nation of women who get things done at thewomenwithfire.com.
0: Hey, you guys, and welcome to another episode of the Women with Fire podcast. And it is Tuesday, and you have... Both of us together, Michelle and Sarah. Happy Tuesday. Surprise. <laughs> Surprise. Usually on Tuesdays, we have interviews from amazing women who are killing it. Women of, with fire who are influencing the world. But um, to close out our season, season three, before summer, we are getting through all the elements of a quest. And this is oh one of the best ones. And so we are coming at you on Tuesday with... And we're talking about divine help. Now, if you have never heard about the quest, then what are you doing? Go listen to episode 48, where we outline the quest. And then every every Thursday episode, we go through an element of the quest and really dive deep to how it applies to you and what it means and what it looks like in your life and our life. Because we get to interview some amazing women and one man, hey, Greg, and they are doing awesome things. They are fulfilling their quest, and we get to you know, interview them and see the different things that they are going through and have gone through to get to where they are. But on the Thursday episodes, on the quest episodes, we dive deep into how this applies to you and how figuring out your quest, figuring out what Heavenly Father wants you to do is so powerful, and we want to give you like the real tools and to show you what it looks like.
1: The great thing that we have discovered is that all of these women that we interview and all the women that we admire and and strive to learn from, we have discovered that there is a pattern in their lives. There's also a pattern in the Bible and a pattern with how God works with men and women in in the Book of Mormon and in so many ways. So this is really what we've been able to talk about um, for the last little bit. We talk about the overall quest, what the steps are. We've talked about your actual specific quest and what it means for you. We've talked about how powerful and how qualified you are as the quester. I mean, look at this journey that you've already been on, like super impressive. Then of course we meet these amazing guides along the way and and who those people are. And I hope you have found a guide or reached out to a guide by this point. And then we talk about the path and then we talk about the adversary. And then we talk about the reason to go. And here we land with the divine help. And this is the sweet, sweet experience. Now I always, I cannot talk about the divine help without thinking about the Lord of the rings. Cause when we are in quest mode, I am all up in the Lord of the rings. That is like my jam. So I'm thinking about in that final movie, um, because we have to talk movies because Michelle has not read the book. So we're going to only, sorry, reference- <laughs> we're only going to reference Oh the movie. my word. Hey, we have to have a little bit of reality here, right? <laughs> <laughs> um, but what I picture is in that very, very last scene, when all of our fabulous warriors and heroes and questers is really who they are. Um, we're seeing them be surrounded by all those terrible, like the most awful looking orcs ever, Ugh, the worst. And they are completely surrounded and there truly is no way out. There is no way out. What does that mean? What does that mean? And do you remember that moment when they look to the east and FYI, they had been told and it had been prophesied that they would need to look to the east at some point. They look to the east and you see that gorgeous cinematography where the sun is is there in the background and you see the white wizard. You see Gandalf and he has legions of armies with him and they come to save the day. And not only does he have the legions of armies, but he brings in the eagles as well just to add a little bit more umph there. And that ends up being the great divine help. Very, very symbolic of what this step is in the quest. Now I do want to say that while many of us will not have visions of armies and white wizards and flying eagles come to our rescue when we are battling the adversary or trying to move forward on our quest, it still does not diminish the power and impact of the divine help that will come. I testify that that divine help will come. No question about it. It will come and it will come as promised. So I want you to dig deep and and think a lot about what that divine help looks like for you. And also take total heart in the fact that this divine help is so strong that it will literally buoy you up and it will give you such a solid foundation for the rest of your life because we're on a quest and our goal is to become closer to the Lord and to further his work. But don't, Think for one minute that because you aren't seeing visions of armies and the white wizard, that it isn't a powerful experience. In fact, it is just as powerful and often just as life-saving as it is in the Lord of the Rings.
0: And I think it's important to know that you probably are not going to see um, how the heavens open. And you know, in the Bible where it says, you know, if you could see the the legions of people on your side, you know, you would be amazed and his eyes are opened and he sees them. And so... Just because we can't see them, just like in the Bible, does not mean they're not there. And just like when we talked about the adversary and how personally he attacks us, um, this is true with the divine help. It will help you and boo you up very, very personally. And because the Lord knows how to talk to you, he knows how to help you, and he knows how to bring peace into your life. And so, how does this look in real life? Well, I know that. In every one of my projects, there have been a million days, not a million, but a lot of days where I get up and I'm really frustrated or, you know, just kind of at my wit's end. And in those moments, do you know what always happens? <laughs> I will get a note, I will get a DM, I will get an email, I will get a phone call or a text that from someone, usually people I don't even know, that telling me what I'm doing has helped them in some way this is divine help. I started, after I realized what this was, I started keeping um, like screenshotting and just keeping them, saving them in a place that I can go look when I'm in trouble, when I want to turn back, when I, it's me turning to the East a little bit. Right. And, and seeing that and recognizing and receiving the, the divine help that heavenly father is sending me. And this could be someone bringing you a casserole. This could be a friend calling you up that you haven't talked to in a long while. And they say, Hey, how are you doing? So divine help can come in very, very small ways. It can be very big ways where you have, um, like I, I think of Katie Richardson, you know, where she is up against the wall. We, we recently interviewed her and she's, she is in over her head and some miracles happen to where she gets some huge, super huge clients after having some super hard times. And so sometimes it is this big thing. And, but a lot of times it is just quiet, quiet, peaceful knowledge that you're doing what is right. Never underestimate the value of peace.
1: So what we have realized here is that we want to get really specific with divine help. And, Michelle is going to talk to you about a little analogy that is on one of the Mormon messages that is really, really powerful. But I want you to think of these three words and how they relate to divine help personally for you. So listen to what your heart is saying, because she's going to be talking all about a story, but it's really the spirit that's going to teach you. So as she's telling you the story, think of these three words and which one seems to most apply to you. Receive. Recognize or remember the three R's receive, recognize, remember, take it away, Michelle.
0: Um, okay. So throughout the scriptures, we are commanded to receive, right. Receive the spirit, receive the Holy ghost, you know? And so to, as you think about that, whether you are receiving, remembering or recognizing, um, we have to do this to, to get those blessings. And there is a Mormon message and it's, um, by president Uchtdorf, And if you haven't seen it, it's a video of it's raining. And he talks about how um, we think that Heavenly Father is like holding up in heaven all of his blessings and just holding them, waiting for us to, to do certain things or to check certain boxes before he will give those to us. And that's not how it works what actually is happening is that he is raining forth blessings all the time and what we are doing is we're not receiving them we're not recognizing we're not remembering them and we're putting up an umbrella so in this video there's one girl who doesn't have an umbrella and she's enjoying the rain and everyone else have their umbrellas up they're sad and but she is able to receive those blessings because she has taken down her umbrella and he talks about some of those things that are are our umbrellas in our lives that are stopping us from receiving the blessings of heaven because heavenly father is sending these down to us he is we know this he talks about it he wants to give us blessings and it's and he is not doing it like president updorf says where it's some like checkbox system where if you do this, then you get this output all the time. You know, like it's, it's a heavenly father wants us to blessing it, bless us, but we have to receive it. And so some of those things that are, uh, are our umbrellas that are, that we are holding up and that are stopping from blessings from, from hitting our faces and making us happy are um, sin and pride and those kinds of things that are stopping us. And while I do like when, when he said that in the message, I think that most of you listening do not have these huge, gigantic sins that you need to take care of. And maybe you do, and you can I'm cheering you on. But I think that the sins that we that I recognize the most in myself are the sin of pride and the sin of trying to do things on my own or just not being intentional about how I worship God. Am I intentionally getting up and dedicating even if it's 15 minutes, am I doing that with the best intention where I'm dedicating my worship to God? Am I doing that in my prayers where I am actually worshiping God and allowing him to bless me with his spirit? Um, I know that, that that's harder for me as, especially with young kids to get that moment where I can really dedicate dedicate my mind and my heart space to him. I actually had, um, I don't know, on Sundays, I really try to, um, like after the kids go to bed after church, because, you know, I was in primary. So I didn't have those moments where I felt like I was receiving revelation. Cause I, it was just, you know, chaos and trying to get help the kids receive their revelation. And, um, but on good Sundays, on Sundays, when I do this, um, after my kids are in bed, I try to sit down and i get my scriptures out i get my calendar out i get my notebook out and i think about my different projects i think about the things i'm going to have to do that week and i just take 15 20 minutes to regroup and recenter my focus so that i can receive and and guess what <laughs> sometimes it takes me a minute to get in the right space sometimes it takes me reading the scriptures for a while to feel like i'm receiving heavenly direction. Um, it does, but it's worth it. It's worth it because that heavenly help is going to sustain me through the week. It's going to sustain me through my quest and it's going to sustain me through the hard times when, when the opposition does come and when things are hard, that's it's worth, it's worth the effort, but we have to take down an umbrella. We have to do those things, even if they're hard and, and we have to be very intentional. And I think that's the part In my life right now, that's really hard for me is being intentional because I feel I have all of these other demands pulling on me. And so I have to intentionally worship the Lord. If I don't, then I am not receiving the spirit and receiving the blessings, remembering the blessings that Heavenly Father is showering down on me all the time.
1: I resonate so deeply with what Michelle is talking about here, and especially the imagery of this girl in the rain who has let her umbrella down, who is soaking wet, and everyone around her seems to be covered, missing out on these blessings. And I resonate with that because, truthfully, most adults in this world think that being out in the rain without an umbrella is uncomfortable. Right. It means a lot of work is going to happen. When I think of being out in the rain with no umbrella, I am thinking about the laundry. I am thinking about the water that's going to come in on my floors. I have a golden doodle who, when he gets wet, my entire house is destroyed because of his large size and and how he tracks it in. <laughs> I mean, those are immediately some of the thoughts that come to my mind when I think about being out in the rain. And I know that this is very symbolic, but I also think the symbolism is not lost on me that being in the rain is something that is uncomfortable. And if we are constantly trying to do things to stay within our comfort, which is what the world preaches, how can you become less responsible and more kickback and relax and comfortable and stable. That is not God's way. He is constantly trying to push us into scenarios where we are pushed out of our comfort zones and we fight it. We put up those umbrellas and we sit there and we hide and we are missing out. I think about some of the steps even Michelle and I had to take early on in our friendship. It was like we met at the library like once But there were a couple of like little things that had to happen along the way where now we're like online BFFs. We've established that for sure. But like uncomfortable things have to happen along the way for you to meet guides and for you to meet best friends and for you to um, put yourself in there put yourself out there on your path to get there and accomplish your quest. Like all of those things require you to take steps to receive that help. And it's typically by you doing something that's uncomfortable. And I totally relate with Michelle here as she says on Sundays, how she tries to plan out her week. I, um, typically get up quite early in the morning, um, because of, many, for many reasons, but I am always trying to be up before my kids are up. And if you are not a morning person, do not think that I am more awesome than you because you are not doing it. And I am doing it. This is just my little pocket. Okay. My little pocket of time in which those 11 minutes or 12 minutes or 13 minutes, um, which is not a lot can really center you and allow yourself to receive and be in a place to, To receive those blessings. And the other thing that I I love that I I don't want this to be taken too heavy when I read this quote. This is a quote from Richard Bushman, who is a well-known historian. Um, He talks about what Michelle mentioned about sin and the challenges of sin. And whether you have large sins or you have sins that are simply on your mind, I want you to think about this quote. It says, guilt clouds the mind. If you are knowingly sinning, you will subconsciously want to separate yourself from God and find reasons for denying his power. This is the second R, the inability to recognize God's power. In fact, this this man, Richard Bushman, this historian, goes as far as to say you for having that guilt clouding your mind, you are actually separating yourself and finding reasons to deny his power. And I don't think any of us are sitting there feeling guilty for um, something recently that happened with a neighbor or something, thinking, oh, well, I'm gonna separate myself from God for a minute. And sometimes we know we're doing that, like we're angry, like Al Fox, we talked about her, she yells at God, that kind of a thing. But I think the reality is, is that guilt is taking us to a place that does not allow us to recognize God's power in our life. Now a small break. A word from those who make this podcast possible. This podcast is powered by Entreport. Entreport is our number one business tool. It literally does it all email marketing, sales funnels, automation, and it basically keeps your business running even when you're sleeping. Not only is Ontraport the backbone of our businesses, but you can design a full-blown website using their customizable landing pages. It is the one-stop powerhouse shop where we keep our email lists, growth, marketing goals, and businesses at their very best. Check out the show notes or jump on thewomenwithfire.com slash Ontraport to get started. And now back to the Women with Fire podcast.
0: Um, This leads into the scriptures. I really love that quote because um, if you listen to our last episode, we talked a lot about Nephi and going and getting the plates. And before he, so we know that they try three times, right? Right before he tries the third time, an angel comes to them and says, why? And he, this is when his brothers are beating him with a rod. Cool brothers, right? And the angel says, why do you smite your younger brother with a rod? Know ye not that the Lord hath chosen him to be a ruler over you, and this because of your iniquities? Behold, ye shall go up to Jerusalem again, and the Lord will deliver Laban into your hands. Okay, listen to this. And after the angel had spoken unto us, he departed. Ready? And after the the angel had departed, Laman and Lemuel again began to murmur saying, how is it possible that the Lord would deliver Laban into our hands? Behold, he is a mighty man, and he can command 50, yea, even he can slay 50, then why not us? And this is exactly what Sarah was saying, right, in that quote, because it talks about how our sins, no matter what they are, like, Laban and Lemuel, they just saw an angel. (laughs) They just saw an angel, and and the angel said, you can go to Jerusalem, and the Lord will deliver Laban into your hands. The angel said that. I, I look at that and I think, oh my goodness, if I saw an angel, please bless that I would trust the angel and go and get the plates. But because of Lemuel and Lemuel's sins and iniquities and murmuring, and I think that's probably a little bit closer to home, the murmuring for me anyway, um, that because of that, they are distanced from God and they are not able to receive that blessing that the angel just gave. But Nephi does. And you know what? He doesn't know the whole path, right? He says, and I was led by the spirit, not knowing beforehand the things which I should do. Nevertheless, I went forth. I think we forget that part um, because verse six, it says, and I was led by the spirit, not knowing beforehand the things which I should do. And then seven, verse seven, it says, nevertheless, I went forth. And that is what this divine help gives us now we always have the choice and we talk about this throughout that we always have the choice to choose god or not and to recognize the his hand in our lives or not and so like his the way he talks to us is going to be very personal and we talk about one of the greatest the greatest ways to punch the adversary in the face is through gratitude because what gratitude is doing is showing that we recognize what the lord is giving us and that we receive it and that we are remembering the Lord and what we're doing. And so that's why gratitude is such a huge part. And once you start this, once you start this, it's going to change everything. And you're going to be able to see the heavenly help throughout the process. Because because sometimes it is an event. Sometimes we have the hard thing. And then there we look to the east and it happens. But a lot of times the heavenly help is throughout this whole process. Always it's throughout this whole process and but it's but if we practice gratitude throughout the whole process it's going to make it a lot easier to recognize to receive and remember when when we need it most
1: this is why i love the word remember so much it is all over the scriptures and we talk about it being one of the most important words that we um use as believers and i love it so much because in a way it connects me to my ancestors and connects me to the people that I admire so much. I'm a little bit spoiled. My mom is an author and a historian in her own right. And my grandfather was actually church historian for the church for a decade. And so I have a lot of that like historian kind of stuff in my blood. My We always laugh at my mom and my grandfather who has since my grandfather has since passed away, but we, we laugh at those two because any time they would get in a scenario, and it didn't matter if you were a member of the 12 or on the general board, or if you were a farmer in Northern Idaho, they would talk to you and ask you questions and they'll, until they could find some sort of commonality in your family history. They would want to know who your brothers were and who your mom was. And, oh, oh, is she from the Madsons that came from San Pete County? I mean, that's totally exactly what they would be asking you. (laughs) (laughs) And it's the greatest thing. And it really has taught me, number one, like a really fun way to connect with people. I hope I can be that bold and, and remember all those names and connect people. But, but what it's really taught me is that We've talked about the adversary, and I don't want to give him a whole lot of attention right now, but I do want to say I do believe one of his strongest ways of attacking is to attack who we are. You as the quester, all of that time that you spent pumped up looking at you yourself and how you could validate yourself and be prepared as the quester is can come under attack from the adversary, and he's going to constantly try and put you in a position to forget who you are. And this is why the divine help is beautiful, because we believe that God will provide ways for us to remember who we are. It is often through the words, actions, signs, whatever you want to call it, from other people that he meets our needs. And some of those people may be our ancestors. And some of those people may be here on earth, just like Michelle was talking about notes and emails and DMS and stuff like that. But I do think that remembering who we are is a way that we can receive divine help. I mean, they like all tied together, right? All of our R's tie together with receiving, recognizing, remembering all of those things tie together. And I know Michelle, you've had some kind of, Cool, fun experiences with ways you feel like the Lord has blessed you with divine help to remember who you are and who's got your back
0: <laughs> well yes yeah, so i I grew up next door to my grandparents and three miles away from my other grandparents, and so I was super close with all four, and so I feel like they're my special guardian angels and my visiting teachers and my ministering angels, maybe that's what it is and um I know when, when I have something big coming up, I see small glimpses of that help me remember, remember them and to remember that they're on my side. And this may seem simple and it is simple, but, um, I was going to speak at a conference in Las Vegas, um, a few months ago and was pretty nervous about it. This is like the first time I was going to talk about the quest. I'd never like, I had talked to, you know, Sarah and I talk about it and, I had talked about it to some friends, but I never <clears throat> presented the information in a group, and I didn't know if, how it would be received. So I was feeling a little bit nervous, um, but I I knew it was supposed what I was supposed to do. But you know, the self doubt comes in. Thank you. And I was like, I don't know. And I was the day before I left. <clears throat> the day before I left, I was at a play group, and my friend turned to me and she said, "Do you want a piece of gum?" And she handed me. A stick of big red cinnamon gum. Now, I have not eaten this gum in um 20 years, maybe. And but it is the gum that my grandma Joe always had, would always give us. And for me, that was a sign to me. Like just a simple, I've got you. I've got you. I'm gonna be, this is gonna be okay. For my grandma Joe, who was a drama teacher, who of course would want to hear me speak, you know, and and that could have been. I received that as a comfort and a sign and heavenly help that that I was going to be okay and I wasn't going to be alone. Now, let me just tell you that that could have easily been passed by. That is something very simple that, you know, if 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 I wasn't thinking about it or thinking in the terms or looking for help or receiving this help, um, I could have easily missed that. But for me, when I put that cinnamon gum in my mouth, I was like, Oh, all the memories rushed over me, and I just knew that it was for me and whether you believe that or not, it doesn't matter because I believed it, and I knew that it was just Heavenly Father giving me just a little nudge saying, "You've got this, and you're not alone." When I share these experiences, like that's very dear to me, and um and know that Heavenly Father will send you very personal, very sweet things that will be just for you. They would mean nothing. If if I gave you a cinnamon gum, it would mean nothing to you. But to me, that meant the world. And it gave me the confidence and the thumbs up that I was doing what I was supposed to do. So as you are doing this, as you are having your quest, as you're going forward and you're working and you're doing the hard and you're seeing the good, keep your eyes open, recede, recognize remember and when you do when you see these things write them down because there are going to be times when you or someone you know needs to hear how heaven how heaven has blessed you especially in the hard, especially in the good because it's always there heavenly father is raining down blessings for you you personally you personally he gave me a stick of cinnamon gum okay he can he can bless you so personally and so sweetly but we have to be there to receive.
1: And I will just add my own second witness, so to speak, to everything that Michelle has said here. Uh, we have both had very tender experiences this way. And that does not mean we are any more
0: qualified or any cooler or any more popular or any more righteous <laughs> than you. It doesn't. I'll send you a stick of cinnamon gum. I will. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it's really there. And
1: and I think I don't want to hammer this story because I don't know all the details, but I do have a dear friend who actually works with me at the Photographer's Element, who is one of my dearest friends, um, who has similar experiences to Michelle, in which she sees dimes, like coins, dimes everywhere. And this reminds her of an ancestor that has gone before who she misses dearly. And just with some more recent news with, um, she has a family member who has had some major health scares and as they are in the waiting room, waiting to hear the results of the surgery, there is a dime there in the waiting room. I mean, and you just, you shake your head and you smile and you feel it and you just say, you know, (laughs) this, this is us remembering. I mean, this is the divine help coming in, in the form of a dime, in the form of cinnamon gum. You know, those are those beautiful reminders. And I believe in them. I firmly believe in them. And there is no one who can stand here and tell me that that dime or that stick of cinnamon gum is not as powerful as Gandalf on the East Mountain. There's no one that can say that to me. Because I believe in those experiences. I support those experiences and I know that they happen. And so we just cheer you on because the divine help is there. And this is the sweetness of it all. This is the sweetness. And this is why quests are worth it. Because there is something about knowing that like God knows me. Because if you've ever sat at Disneyland in July, you feel real small okay random right you feel real hot and sweaty small hot and sweaty and if you sit there too long all you're going to think about is how unimportant how well think of how many people are out on the earth and oh how could god really know me and then the stick of gum comes and then the dime comes and Ah, this is the great moment. This is Gandalf on the Hill. So we love you and we cheer for you. And we believe in divine help. And we believe that you can help share the good news that divine help exists. So we encourage you to be brave today and to share away on your own platform, whether it's with your family around the dinner table, whether it's on social media, we encourage you to share your own experiences about receiving divine help because that might be the moment for someone else. So get out there, Women With Fire, and get it done. Thanks for joining us today. Hey, thanks for listening to the Women With Fire podcast. Your support means a lot to us. In fact, your support is what makes this podcast possible. If you want to connect more with the guests we've had on our podcast and... Connect more with Sarah and Michelle, the creators of the Women with Fire podcast. Find us on Instagram at The Women with Fire or find us in our Facebook group. Simply search Women with Fire and join the group. We'll see you there.